to the Fresh the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. The guests for this episode are members of As Everything Unfolds, the six-piece melodic post-hardcore band from High Wycombe, UK. The vocalist, Charlie Rolfe, and the guitarist, Adam Kerr. They just released their debut album, Within Each Lies the Other, via Long Branch Records on March 26th of 2021. From the time that Charlie Rolfe looked for musicians to start a band on an online directory, as everything unfolds has quickly become a band creating quite the buzz in the metal world while becoming a family of their own. Charlie and Adam run through the creation of As Everything Unfolds and the lessons about life and music they went through growing into adulthood as a band. With a beautiful mix of melodies over edgy riffs, Within Each Lies the Other shows the organic talents of the members of As Everything Unfolds. The youthful energy of the band comes out in their music in every part of their public personas as being able to chat with Adam Charlie made, made me just fall in love with the band so much. They were a joy to talk to. I this is a this was a very fun interview, so I can't wait to uh, for y'all to listen to it. So, after a quick word from our sponsor, we'll get into this interview with Adam and Charlie of the band as everything unfolds. Before we start this podcast, I want to definitely remind you of a sponsor for Fresh of the Word, Twenty by Twenty Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. In a world of wrestling where there's hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. So if you'd like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or even Zubaz, then drop them a line at 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. And also check out their enamel pin line. It's super cool. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fresh is the Word podcast. And joining me is Charlie Rolfe and Adam Kerr. They are two members of the six-piece melodic post-hardcore band from High Wycombe, UK, called As Everything Unfolds. And they just dropped their debut full-length album, Within Each Lies the Other, on Long Branch Records. How you doing? Good. And it's High Wycombe. 
Hi, Nancy. Oh, like, yeah, man. Hi, Wickham, man. Like, do you know what? It's so funny because even people from the UK go, "Oh, Hi, Wycombe," and you're like, "What? Hi, Wycombe? It's it's Wickham." Wickham. Yeah, see, Obviously, you, know, you have an excuse, but like, people that live in this country just don't. See, us Americans, we yeah, we don't we 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 bastardize everything. You know, when it comes it's to like language, it's like Worcestershire sauce, isn't it? Yeah. We, we we bastardize everything within language that it eventually becomes the language, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it. you know, it, it's all good. Um, <laughs> like I was saying, really dig the new album, man. Like, it's... It's very... Yo, like, it, it just grabs you, man. Like, a lot of the riffs, a lot of the, you know, the hooks and everything. And you guys, um, you know, it's a very... You know, you guys are still very a young band, um, started in uh, 2017. You had the um, EP collide. You know, you know what's you know how did this sort of like, you know, you know how did sort of all of this this band start? You know, why did you guys come together? Join my band. <laughs> Join my band. Literally, that was the funniest thing. There's a website. I don't know if you have it in the US. I think I had this discussion with somebody else. It's kind of like a um, Craigslist for like bands. That's kind of the best way to describe it. Yeah. And that's kind of how oh that's how I joined. Um and that's how we got Liam, our original drummer, and then it's also how we found Jamie. But it's kind <laughs> of like when we tell people they don't believe us because it is just so full of trash, I'll be honest with you. There is like people on there that can't play guitar, you know, or has been some god knows what, and you have there's so many adverts and then to actually find somebody who you can work with is actually quite rare. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't really hear that anymore, like you hear everything bands come together in a more social manner um you know like the in like the back in the day like in the myspace era um myspace had a cool thing where you could um you know everything was broken down into regions and cities and everything yeah. so bands could really connect but like to like see a listing that's like an old school thing that you know people used to do in <laughs> magazines and shit so mm -hmm. like that you know it's a good idea in theory, but like in in this age on the internet, not maybe, but so you guys are actually lucky that you found each other. Oh, yeah. and it's amazing because the demos that we sent you, they sounded awful. Like it's amazing that Charlie even joined. Like <laughs> the demos we had sounded like uh, the yeah. worst thing you've ever heard. <laughs> just like yeah i'll join this has a great band do you know what though it, they weren't that bad like you know we were i mean i was i must have been i think i was probably about 16 or 17 probably I think. something like that it must have been so like i was quite i was quite young and like you know for, so the demo sounded great to me at the time you know? I was like, <laughs> oh this is cool you know i'd already been in a band before but we weren't particularly great either you know we used to self-record and all that kind of stuff whereas so this already sounded like a step up you know so uh, but i'm glad i did because look where we are now so that's true that's true <laughs> what's um you know how long did it take you know you guys to mash well you know how long did it take to sort of figure things out within everybody it's quite long. instantly, wasn't it? Yeah, to be honest, I remember. Started writing fast. Yeah, I, well, it, I remember like the first couple of like times I came to like yours, Adam, when we first mm. started as a band, and I remember like meeting in the co-op car park. 
for anybody else who doesn't know what co-op is, it's a it's a it's a um nice brand of supermarkets. I met in a car park and I saw Adam <laughs> in his bright white coat that you still own. A P. Diddy jacket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, literally. So I turned up and like John must have been fifteen, I think. Because he's too 14, older. I think. Yeah, I think he was like 14. Yeah, he was so young. And like, so I young. met him and I was like, oh no, this is like being in a band with my brother. Did, <laughs> but I liked Adam and I liked um, our guitarist Alex Payton at the time. And um, and then George was in the band, but he was at uni. So he wasn't around when I first joined. So I didn't actually meet George till a year into the band, which is so bizarre. Is that long? It was a year, uh, yeah. And um, but I remember the first like couple of writing sessions. The first time I showed up, we we I think we sang through some covers, and we did um one of the songs that they'd written with a previous vocalist and stuff. And then oh, yeah. I think the second time, we then just started out writing. That was kind of it from there. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Well, and we didn't stop since then either. Like we just kept going, and this just been it the whole time. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> How, you know, what was the difference between like, you know, these demos that everybody was sending to you in comparison to the, the music you guys were writing together? Go on, Adam. I'm trying to think what the old stuff, what ones we, I can't even remember what demos we sent you. Or unless uh, that was the ones, did you hear Hourglass? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah. Mostly it was like the timing of stuff. I don't, we went with some, some random guy to record these kind of demos and everything was out of time and it just sounded like a mess. <laughs> I think it was nice. So when we did it like ourselves, it was like, oh, these actually sound like songs. They don't sound like four drunk people just playing instruments together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And John yeah. was actually the drummer um, before, by the way. So um, who is now the keyboard guy. He used to be our drummer. So, um, yeah, we've had a lot of, it's been a lot of chopping and changing around these parts. <laughs> When, when was the first time you guys ever just like went into a real studio and was able to do something like real? It must. I mean, to be honest, it was Dan, wasn't it? I think to be yeah, honest. Let's, well, yeah, well, let's say Dan. Let's not. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah so Dan. <laughs> we won't was, count that, that was, one. That was proper. Like Dan was the first. So for yeah. our EP um, closure, which is it's the one closure, before yeah. our album, we went in with this guy called Dan Kerr, and he um, he's great for like starting bands. Like he he's really reasonable. He's really easy to work with. He he works from home, so it's not like a high stress studio environment that if you're a new band, like might be a bit uneasy or a bit stressful. And he 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 works with a lot of bands at that kind of level and a little bit higher. So. He was perfect. We went with him. I think it was a really good learning curve for us because I think we'd done everything ourselves previously. Yeah. And obviously with some ups and downs with that, like obviously it saved us money because at the time we we we, we were all working part-time jobs while at college and uni and school for John. You know what I mean? Like it's so, it was, it was a hard time financially. So taking that jump to go with somebody in the studio was financially like, now you think, I think it was like 200 pound per song. It was not a lot yeah, now. So cheap. When cheap. you're earning like 50 pound a week at your salary, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of money. So, um, so yeah, that was probably the first time. And I think since then we've kind of never gone back. Right. I don't know why we would. Like we went for one single and it sounded great. And it's like, well, why would we not do this? Like, How did you both, you know, what was sort of both your uh, musical upbringings? When, you know, what did you... How did you get into music? What you know? What was that first inkling of like wanting to make music? God, you've got Paramore, surely. Well, you know what? It's <laughs> no, I know that mine was like. Not. It's actually Avril Lavigne. Really? When I actually think about it properly. Oh, she does bang. 
Yeah, exactly. So like, when I think about it, and I think about like growing up and, you know, so my parents listened to like, it wasn't really a big thing in America, but like New Romantic, so like 80s New Romantic music and stuff. And um, I was brought up on 80s pop and my dad loved Mm. 90s, 90s club music. (laughs) <laughs> um, and Oasis and U2 and kind of a lot of Britpop bands and everything in between. Um, so I've been brought up with quite a wide range of music in terms of rock and club and whatever. And then I think when I kind of started going, I, I think the first ever like band, I think it goes for most people our age, is S Club 7. Everybody listened to S Club 7 <laughs> in primary school. When you were like seven, no. everybody, don't stop, never give up. Yeah, but up, not on know, purpose on though, you had no choice. <laughs> they played <laughs> like, it anyway. You know, at the school disco, everybody would be like, reach for the stars. You know, like, everybody loved oh, it. You were, I was but, at the back like, Ugh, I hate I hate this music. Ugh, what, so, what's this? <laughs> and then from there. Yes, yeah, I hate it. I saw them now. But natu- like, I know. naturally from there then came like Avril Lavigne out of the pop scene. Kind of, she came and she was like the rebellious, like, pop star who or like rock star who didn't care and like a lot of girls like loved it and it was such a big thing in the 90s and 2000s and I think from there then I kind of went on to like bands like Fallout Boy and Paramore and kind of the softer version of rock the pop punk and kind of stuff like that and then yeah and then I sort of experimented and I went like you know into metalcore and then deathcore and then I went now nah, actually <laughs> I quite like some of it but it's not really for me and I kind of <laughs> nicely in this kind of post-hardcore melodic section where I quite like, so yeah. It's nice in the middle, isn't it, really? Yeah. Right. It's but so I'm, funny. Not cla- I'm not classically trained in any form of music. I didn't do music at school. Um, I've done a couple of vocal lessons here and there, but, like, nothing major. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but you don't need to bring the theory. I bring the theory. Yeah, you bring true. the talent, it's fine. That's that's the balance that we have. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson came out? That was the first <laughs> song I was like, oh, I quite like music. This is actually pretty cool. <laughs> And then it was like, I heard corn. I was like, oh, okay, right, this is much better. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What about you, Adam? Because I don't actually know much about like when you were like growing up and stuff. Probably it's loads of like, my dad loves Meatloaf, oh, Thin yeah. Lizzy. Uh, he loved Oasis, Foreigner. Like I listened to all that kind of stuff. Like when I was like, Brian Adams, that's where I get that from as well. That's like the sound, if you put on Brian Adams on Meatloaf, that's the sound of my childhood, like holiday <laughs> vacationing somewhere. Just like bat out of hell in Spain, as if that's like, oh yeah, okay, this is rock and roll. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of stuff, you know. When did you start, like, um, you know, wanting to like make music, and what was sort of your upbringing with that? And I know I, st- I started to repress girls. That was my. That was why I started. Of course, yeah. I'm not joking. I was like, th- I was like thirteen. I started playing bass. I was like, girls are gonna love this. They didn't love it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it felt like fair. they would. The bass yeah, player. No one yeah. likes a bassist. <laughs> no, well, all my friends played guitar. I wanted to play guitar. Yeah. But we needed a bassist, so I was the bassist, and then eventually I played guitar. But somebody has to do it, and it was me. <laughs> mm. It's weird, really, writing music, because like I feel like there isn't really a point where you decide to write. It's kind of like a weird natural. What well, I feel like it's right. it's a much more like natural progression from like you you do covers. Yeah. And then you sort of go, your, your mate in your band will be like, oh, I came up with this really cool riff. And then the drummer will play some shit drum beat. Mm. And then somebody will start singing something and it just kind of flows. And that's kind of, for me anyway, that's kind of where it started. Like, I, I, I didn't mention, but I was actually in a band previous to this. And um, like, just through school and stuff like that. Isolation UK. Oh, don't, oh, don't. <laughs> cut that so people don't find it because I have been hiding it forever. <laughs> Because I can't delete it from the internet, and I don't want anyone to find it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but 
but um no basically it's um yeah so that's kind of where I first started doing that kind of stuff because this this group of boys they were all like they were all quite into their like music theory and they were all really really talented musicians and I was kind of thrown into the mix like no you know I just sang I, I didn't write and I, I just got thrown into it and they were like oh yeah do you want to write some lyrics and then just like sing some bits and I was like okay <laughs> and then it just and they were like yeah, that's quite cool. And I was like, oh, okay, actually, maybe I can do this. Maybe this isn't as scary as I thought it was. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> you know, uh, what, what's sort of like the, you know, the culture of the, you know, area, the city that you're from when it comes to just music and any sort of artistic expression? We live in the countryside. Everybody yeah. hates it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Partly, but um, so basically, like High Wycombe is kind of like a t like a town base for us. But like we all independently live in like little like towns and villages like around it, which is which are quite like countryside and stuff. Yeah. So there isn't like a scene. Like, High Wycombe used to have, I think, about twenty years ago, way before we were even in the scene. There was bands like Young Guns and um, there's another band, I think it's, which I know Shikari are from like round our way. Yeah. They the used to be, yeah, no, they're of St. Albans. So it's oh, not sorry. that far, but it's, um, but it's kind of, there was this kind of scene in like High Wycombe that had like, they had these yeah, I dig Young Guns, man. Yeah, Young Guns, are, yeah, but they're from like High Wycombe and it's, yeah. and there was such a big influence for such a short period of time. And then I'm typically before we were around and then sort of when we started playing there was there was kind of like a couple of venues because there was like the lope the nags head scorpios there was like a couple of venues and then now there's just one venue yeah they all shut down and there's one venue now that's still standing like literally on its last legs and it's it's so sad because it you know i feel like there's i hope that we've influenced a lot of young bands in the area i don't know if we have but because um, again, there's not really like a meeting place or anywhere right. cool that people who like music can go and hang out. You know, there's no yeah. alternative clubs. You have to go into London if you want to like go to that kind of thing, which isn't that far for us. But it's not like it's not just a night out. You have to like create a whole like weekend out of it kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that we've inspired that. And there are some other bands from our area, like the City is Ours as well. They're from around our way. And um yeah, I mean, you never know, but that's, I'd say that I think, like, I've seen a lot of bands in London and I think Adam could probably say the same, a lot of my yeah. influence in terms of like the scene has kind of come from like, you know, you, you went to like Camden, which is obviously an yeah. alternative part of London and they've got a lot of venues. I've seen a lot of bands there. I've met loads of people like through that gigs and stuff like that. So I'd probably say more of that than our particular. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Because like, I feel like when we started, there was a little scene and it's yeah. obviously developers come in and it's like, oh, we're going to build a pub. We're going to we're gonna turn it into flats or anything. And so everybody said to move. And so mm. what would have been like this cool little scene on the outside of London just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because we are on a train you line. You become part of the whole now. Yeah, we're actually on like, a train line minutes. directly in London. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it is frustrating because, like, yeah, unfortunately, we live in like a high value property area. So yeah. as soon as a venue closes becomes flats yeah, or becomes like five away. bedroom houses yeah. and mm. they flatten it all and yeah it's 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 really sad because there's a venue i know there's a venue in like guildford that um they've been like battling with property developers for like years and it's like a venue that like oasis have played in you know um i think like some of like the really old like bands in the 70s i think even david bowie had played there like back in like the day yeah. it's been around for ages and basically these property developers are kind of like trying to like shut it down and like and i'm just like 
Yeah. The music yep. industry is on its knees, and you're like, just, just fuck off, just for once, just. Fuck off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same shit here in the states, man. Where they, and especially here greed. in Detroit, man, where like they they're revitalizing it, developing it, and you don't know where the culture is going with it. You know where that fits into. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know, starting bands when you're so young, you're teenagers, and that's like just a formidable time in your life. Like, how does it feel like you're writing, you're you're writing these songs, you're making this music when so much is changing in your lives and you're 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 becoming adults? You know, like, how does that feel? Oh God, it's such a huge part constant. of like. Yeah, I mean, it's been such a huge part, especially of Closure. For me, like, Closure is like my angry teenage record. You know, like, Closure is a very angry at the world, angry at people, angry, you know. And I look back now, and it's not even that long ago, but, you know, I look back and I'm like, it's literally not. And I'm like, I was just so angry at everything. And I think now we're right. developing and, you know, I'm kind of coming into my mid-20s and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm finding myself and I'm becoming more happy in myself and not being bothered about who is around me or, you know, if people hurt me, I'm just like, whatever, I'm not, I don't have time for you anymore, you know, rather than getting all emotional and upset about it. Obviously, Hey, you're getting there faster you. than most people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, but the music, honestly, has helped. Like, it's, it's been like a form of therapy, like, especially this album as well. Like, it's just another another way of, like, dealing with it. And it's, Yeah, some people album, don't ever, like, learn yeah. that, man. Just, like, if you're not, you don't fit my life, you know, boom, you got to go. Yeah. But that's how so, it should be, you know? You, you don't have all these people just being negative all the time. It's just, like, draining, isn't it? And it's mm. nice to put that into a pretty song and go, hey, here's this horrible thing. Now it's really pretty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I like about about you know your 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 music is that it sounds pretty, but there's an edge to it, and there's there's something real on underneath it all, and it's um so you kind of get a little bit of everything. It's very it's it's very easy to listen to. It's very, but at the same time, you get that energy and that grit with yeah, it. Also, yeah. mm -hmm. I think we try to get a nice balance, don't we? Like, yeah. Because there's some yeah. songs where I'm like, oh, let's do the heavy one. And you're like, oh, can we do some light ones? I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll do some of these. We'll do some of those. We'll do some of that. There's a like, song for everybody, including us. Like, sometimes, like, we're, like, even with practice, like, sometimes at the end of when we've done our sets, we'll be like, oh, should we play the heavy one? You know? <laughs> you know or, or, like, sometimes we're like, oh, you know, let's just play a chill album track. Like, let's just play, like, you know... And I, I like that about us. I like that we can sort of, like... And even at different shows, like, we've been discussing this as a band, like... We can play heavy sets, we can play light sets, we can kind of slot in anywhere and appeal to anybody at potentially any point in time. So, you know. Yeah, yeah it's mad cool because you can be like very, you know, versatile with who you can, you know, play, you know, what shows you can play yeah. and everything. You can, be, mm. you know, because you, you have those, you have those like those tools, you know, to mm -hmm. be able to like, yo, we're going to do it. It's going to be a little bit more heavier because, you know, playing with these heavier bands. You know, but then you can like you know chill out, be a little bit lighter with some of these other. You know, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That, that's that's so something that's nice. I really like about the band. It's like it, it's you know you get more than just like one dynamic. Mm -hmm. What um, you know, how long did it take to sort of you know figure that out? You know, like to get comfortable in like sort of having these multiple tools. I don't think we ever even talked about it. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, just so weird. Like, we've never talked about it. It's just like, oh, this is cool. 
Yeah, we thought, yeah, we actually are like, we never sat down as a band and went, right, we are metal cool and this is what <laughs> we do. You know, we, we, we've just never had that discussion. It's like, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't know, we just sort of just carried on. Like Adam said, we just, Adam would just write music, like write the kind of like music and we'd just be like, yeah, that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that's, oh, that sounds cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. And then you'd write like them on the next day and it'd be like three breakdowns in it. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, we, we, cool. we have no, no, I mean, sometimes we'll be like, ah, oh, you know, that bit might be a bit too much, but or like, yeah. oh, you know, that might be a bit, a little bit, to, we do, we do, the, I think the main thing we do is we just say it doesn't sound like us, but not because it's too yeah. heavy light. It's the vibe. I think that's the it's that's the thing with us. Is yeah. As long as the vibe is right, we can do anything we want. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of like the you know the the sort of uh, working you know mo within the band when you're like writing or in the studio? How do you kind of deal with conflicts or things like yeah, this might be a little bit too much. We we tend to pass it to like a mediator. Like I mean, we I know with the album because we had a producer. Obviously, that is like an external person, but also we have a manager, which also helps if you want to not diffuse the situation because we don't really like argue as a band about music. Like that's the one thing we've never we argue about the silly little things that don't matter, like what color. The, the social media <laughs> post is going to be or like what what font we should use or you know which is fine because they're little things that don't really matter that much but you know in terms of the music like we've never really argued there might be like little bits where like especially with Jamie our drummer you know sometimes he will just get really really into it and like over <laughs> kind of do the drums on a bit that's just not necessary and like normally we'll, we'll all kind of look at each other and then Oz, Oz our producer would be like yeah Jamie mate like just tone it down a little bit you know, so that's kind of the best way of dealing with it. But I feel like now, I feel like maybe a couple of years ago, a lot of us would have been a lot angrier, including myself. Like if somebody said to me like in the band, oh, I don't like your bit, I would have been like, oh, yeah. but now we're, we're much more professional and are just a lot more relaxed about it all. We're like, okay, nobody's attacking you because they don't like you. They're attacking you, well, not attacking you, but they're, you know, trying to help. They're not. Yeah, make it worse, and I think that's. I think also like you know, but we've done it for we've done it for so long now. It's it's. I think it gets easier like the longer you do it. Yeah, right. is that any job? Yes, yeah, same, isn't it? Like you just get everybody gets better, but everybody gets it's a bang, bang, bang. Next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. How do we keep going? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if you just sit there and you're like, oh, I don't like this bit. Oh, I don't like this bit. Oh, no, 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 no. And then you just sit there for two weeks mm. and nothing happens. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. Who um who helped who helped produce the record and what did they bring to the table? It was Oz Crags and um, Hidden Track Studios. Yeah, Hidden Track, but he was also the bassist in Feed the Rhino. Don't know if anybody knows of him, but um yeah, he's he's a really good dude. Um, he brought clarity and good sound to our band. <laughs> like he his production, I think we mainly went with him because of his drum and vocal sounds. I think that's mm. probably the main, like the way he gets the crispness and the, the, the sort of like clarity of everything. Cause we've got a lot going on musically. I'm sure yeah. you'll agree, Adam, like there's a lot going it's on to get it, the, to get the music to sound good without it just being a muddy mess is quite difficult. So to go with him and I feel like he definitely did what he could with our sound and I'm yeah. happy with it. So yeah, he was a good yeah. dude. He just, he just, he's like the sort of guy you go, he just puts a nice little bow on it at the end and you're like, oh, oh, you did, <laughs> oh isn't that just lovely? Like, yeah. just 
you know, what was sort of, you know, from a, a songwriting standpoint, what did you really want to accomplish with this album? This is the, your debut full length. What did you want to bring out to your listeners? I mean, we, we wanted to make wanted, a statement. Yeah, you know? and also show, like, show the maturity, like, in terms of how we've grown as musicians as well. Because, like I said, Clo Closure is a really good EP and it still stands up. But, like, you know, there's a lot of things on there that I'm sure if we could rewrite now, we would and do things differently. But, like, you can't do that. You can't keep going backwards. You know, you've got to look forwards. And I was so excited to show people what, how we've moved on and how we've, like developed as musicians i think for me that was kind of the strongest point and also doing the whole like one heavy song one light song and because it was an album we were able to do that you know on an ep you don't really have the scope to do that and i think that i think it was just nice to and to tell like a bigger story and to really delve into an album campaign mm. i think there's, there's definitely a, like a bit of a journey when you listen to the tracks as an album, as a, as a piece, you know, yeah. it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes to listen and consume uh, music in that way. But I think that if you were to, we've tried to put like a nice flow and a nice bit of story and everything into it so that it feels like a, a, a listening experience, you know? Yeah. Talk about the sequencing of the album. You know, what did you want to do with that journey? That's Adam's job. Oh, well, <laughs> the story. Like we're, we're trying to get the highs and lows in there and just sort of see how, how as a listener it's going to be the easiest to sort of digest it in the way that we want to make it happen it's, i feel like it's hard because of the way the sound changes some of them are so heavy and some of them are so light to make it flow in like a like a nice way that it rises and falls as a journey of you know you reach these mountains you get through them but then also you have to come to the peaks on the other side you have to go all the way down to then lift yourself up again mm -hmm. You know, for this album, you know, like with the with the album cover, the music videos, the lyric videos, and everything, the visuals are very are very cool. I like them. Um, how did you guys want? How did you guys want to, you know, represent your music visually? I think it was for me. I've always loved um, like really themed album campaigns. You know, so something that you could, you and your fans can really kind of grasp onto, you know, not just releasing an album and kind of just doing random photo shoots and nothing's really cohesive. And, you know, I, I love cohesive branding. It's like such a pet love for me. <laughs> and um, so I so I kind of was, you know, playing with ideas and um, I kind of came up with this, like um, one, one thing that we could kind of theme the album around. And um, it's, it's kind of, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I say it, because only, only our fans on our Discord have figured it out. But it's yeah. basically like a thing that, like, we just picked and it worked with, we were able to build our ideas around it. And it worked lyrically, like, it worked with the concept of the album about, like, kind of that within each lies the other is about, like, within each of us lies another you and you have to kind of deal with that to come out the other side, like, as above, so below kind of concept. So... And I feel like, and then there were kind of colours related to this thing, which is where the red has come from, the red, black and white, you know, the flowers as well, that's linked to it. So it really gave us a nice base to work with. And I think that's helped us so much to kind of get more involved in it as well. Yeah. Being that you guys are a young band and you're kind of part of like a new wave of bands coming out, um, how do you connect with your audience? You know, what sort of like you know, the, how do you, you know, stay in touch with, with your fans, you know, that might've been different than, you know, the previous generation. 
Discord. Just say, social yeah. media as a whole, isn't it? You know, yeah, we yeah, try to be but... really active on them on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Discord. We, you know, we like to keep in touch with our fans because we just like hanging out with people, you know. Mm. And we can't do it at shows anymore because you can't go to shows. Well, not not here anyway. Yeah. So it's nice to have that, you know, band interaction. We all talk about tunes, but then just talk about life and just talk about things that make us happy, mm. things that things that we're into, things that I would, you know, we'd be having a drink at a bar and we just get chatting and stuff, you know. Yeah, I it's important yeah, to have like, good, to be human. Yeah. I mean, we've even started a bloody TikTok. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> we're yeah. like, we're kind of, we're kind of in that generation now where we're like past the the TikTok. Yeah. And we're like <laughs> on the edge of the Gen Zs. So I'm like, oh god. And we started a TikTok, and we're sort of like, now what? You know that scene in Finding Nemo <laughs> where they're all in the bags at the end, and they're just like, yeah, okay. So what do yeah, we no, do now? No. But yeah, it's so um. Yeah, it's but we've started and we always try and engage in so many different ways. But we do have a fan Discord, which is just for any, anybody can join. You don't need to pay anything or anything. You just join, and it's basically just like sometimes we do the community hangouts. We chat with the fans like like this on call, um, and we just share pictures of dogs and cats, and people talk about their day, and we have a laugh, and we share things on there that you know you don't want to maybe post on social media, not in a bad way, but like. The kind of monotonous day-to-day stuff in terms mm. of the bands that you know you wouldn't always post on socials so it, that's been really really nice and we've kind of i think there's about like 170 people on there now like and we haven't even had it that long so it's been a really nice way for people to engage on that so, level i gotta join i'm i just i just kind of got please into do. the discord thing so like i'm, I'm gonna definitely join yeah, no, yeah man, it's, it's really do. good. It's a really good way of doing it because we've got kind of the different channels and people can chat about different things and stuff. So it's really good. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What um, you know what, what sort of like when it comes to this album, um, what do you hope your fans get out of it? Just some sense of that they're not the only person that feels that way. I think for me lyrically, and I think just over overall, like in terms of the concept of the album, it's like you're not the only person that feels like that. And also, you know, don't give up because you have to push through that to get to the other side. I've been there, Adam's been there, we've all been in that situation where you're like, you're in a rut and you you sort of just feel like your life's just ticking over and ticking over. Mm. And you're sort of waiting for something good to happen, but I feel like sometimes you need to sort of embrace embrace what's happening and really look at it from a critical standpoint and go, what, what can I do to change my life for, for better? And obviously certain situations it is easier than others, you know, if someone's in a dangerous situation or whatever, that's totally different. But like for me, definitely the album is was a whole process and it's kind of like a lyrical like diary of my thoughts going through that process really so that's what i hope people get out of it there's a real sense of hope isn't it just at yeah. the end like this so we, we're trying to leave it on this uplifting thing of like things will get better you know right. mm. we'll come from this horrible place let's let's all come together and rise together you know mm. Mm. you know seeing the way that this band came together you know you're just kind of like grabbing these people from this listing and you guys kind of melded pretty quick how did you guys like um what sort of your relationship now, you know, you know, are you, you know, are you good friends outside the music? You know, how does everybody interact with every, everybody? Oh, we're like, 
we're friends first and probably band second. I think, to be honest, this this band is very much like, you know, we, we all hang out like, you know, with, with our other halves as well. Like, I think we're planning like a barbecue, like when we, we can go out and meet our friends again. You know, we're planning a barbecue and we won't talk about the band most likely. I mean, it'll probably come up. Oh. Probably, you know, <laughs> but, but like, you know, when everybody's there and we're just having a good laugh and, you know, some when we used to go out, we used to go bowling and we used to go to like eat sushi together and, you know, and go to cinema sometimes we used to do and, you know, things like that that I think is important. It's like at work, you have team building exercises and I feel like it's the same with the band because it can be quite, like, intense, especially at certain points. So obviously, like, when you've just, where we are at the moment, we're kind of, like, riding the wave and everything's nice and we're just, like, having the fun. But when it gets to the crunch time, it can get quite intense. So I feel like it is important to still make sure that everybody's, like, happy and everybody's good and everybody's sort of on on the right page really what you know what what do you like guys like doing like you, you mentioned a few of the things but outside of music you know what's your regular you know everyday things you know uh, really can't get together these days because of the pandemic but just you know what do you like to do when you're not doing music things Quite a few of us are gamers, isn't it? Like, I think that's it. Oh, we love games. Not necessarily all the same games, but sometimes we overlap. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think all of us are gamers. Um. Oh, well, no. John plays World of Warcraft now, but like John does, John, John's play. a gamer. He just he just yeah, he yeah. tries to pretend that he's not a gamer. But he is a gamer. <laughs> yeah, we all like we all kind of like different games. We don't really play games together. Which is really we've done a little bit, but not so much. A little bit, but they don't yeah. cross over because you like no. Animal Crossing and I like shooter games. So. I like RPGs and like, I like Skyrim and Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. You, too far, I like Skyrim. There's multiplayer Skyrim. That'd be fun. Elder Scrolls Online. It's rubbish, though. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, it is, for me, it's an escapism. I just watch, like, I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. Like, not YouTubers, because that that sounds like, I hate that term. But, like, you know, I watch a lot of, like, put, I listen to a lot of podcasts recently. That's kind of what I do. I like, sort of put my headphones in and just do jobs and listen to podcasts I listen to a lot of like crime podcasts watch a lot of documentaries that's kind of that's my fun <laughs> crime so which is a bit weird but you know <laughs> I, I, I do I find cry it for fun. yeah literally <laughs> I listened honestly I listen to like and I listen to podcasts when I drive as well so I listen to like seven hour podcasts I am a weirdo so yeah <laughs> I don't think I can do that and, and there's yeah. a <laughs> these days like in like sort of like the in this uh, new, like new Twitch generation where music and gaming have come together and a lot of bands have uh, used being a part, being, being a gamer to actually build a fan base. Is it that guy in Trivium that does that? He like has like a oh, massive Matt Twitch does that. Yeah, he yeah. does. He, he, he's, like you said, he's literally like crossed over. I'm pretty sure he streams changing his guitar strings on Twitch. Yeah, he, he, he does both. He, he does like, I've watched some of his streams because he does some games and stuff, and sometimes he plays some riffs and people chat yeah. to him and he writes some bits and pieces and stuff. It's I think yeah. it's, it's like a hangout, isn't it? Just you doing you mm. with some other people. Like that seems kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, it's something we something we've never really delved into more because we don't have the equipment. Like I mean, I, you know, I don't have like the capability. I game on like console. I don't game on PC. I know Adam right. does, but like you know, it's 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 quite hard streaming. You know, it's not as easy as you, people think it is. So right, right. Well, so. It takes, so <laughs> You need such a powerful computer and internet and stuff for it to be good quality. That's that's the mm. big crutch, isn't it, really? Otherwise, <laughs> it's all pixely and it's like, can't see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's cool because, like, 
to, you know, take somebody who was like a big, who's like a big star, like uh, T Pain. Like he kind of re- yeah. revitalized his life in his career through Twitch, and he was like an yeah. early adopter on that. And now he has this like huge following, and he hangs out with yeah, other man. like, you know, VTubers and 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 Twitch streamers and everything. And yeah. it, it's it's cool seeing this other side of him. And then with this whole pandemic, things like Twitch and everything was very is a very good outlet for for other people to continue what they're doing. Oh, I think it's such a great market. Like we, we've done like, like, we did a couple of live streams and things like that. You know, we, we've delved into like that side of kind of um, this whole pandemic, but we, the gaming thing, we just, like I said, uh, we don't play a lot of multiplayer games and stuff anyway. So it's, it's quite hard for us to kind of like get that anyway. Um, But all for people doing it, because why not? You know, if you could have fun and people are, Happy watching you. What? I've just <laughs> realised. I don't know why I said this before, but I don't know why I've, I, this has never clocked before. I play Destiny, and oh, yeah. there's these things called raids that you do with six people. Guess how many are in this band? There's six of us. I don't know why I've never thought Ooh. about this before. There's like because there's like there's shooter bits, but it's puzzles as well and stuff. So oh, you love the I've puzzles. Never played, and stuff, I've right? never played Destiny, so um, I know <laughs> you Adam's. Well, it's, it's free to play. Like Is it? maybe we will. Yeah, it's free to play. Oh. There you go. Boom. You might have, have instigated Maybe. Hey, it's an idea, you know, try it, boom, you know. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No, no harm, no foul. This whole pandemic has been part, like, it, it's been really good for, like, trying out new ideas and seeing what works. Because yeah. like, some fan bases have been, like, it's really worked for certain bands, certain things they've done and others flopped and... You know, it's it, like we we did like our first ever live stream show that was like uh, it was streamed at a venue. So we played at a venue that was empty yeah. apart from the crew, and we were like really kind of nervous about it because we were like it's really bizarre. Like because we have to perform. It's not like you're just doing a practice. It's like you have to actually like you know. Yeah, you got to perform, perform, but there's nobody yeah. there to nobody get that there. energy from. Yeah, and it's we were so really weird. nervous. So but but actually, I think at the end, we kind of turned around and went, that was actually, like, not that bad. And I think, I mean, it could have, it, don't not get me wrong, nothing replaces a crowd being there. But, like, when we when, when the guy, like, passed me the phone, because it was, like, there was, like, a live chat on it, and they were, like, people just, it was, like, you couldn't even read the comment. And then there was a next one coming in. Yeah, they just come, yeah. Yeah, and I was, like, oh, my God, people are really enjoying this. Like, I was really surprised, because I thought there'd be, like, 10 people watching, and they'd be, like, oh, <laughs> But like you know, it was a really great way of also keeping venues alive during this as yeah. well. I mean, the venue we did it at luckily managed to do a fundraiser to stay open as well. But you know, things like that did at the beginning of the pandemic when they were allowed to do that. That did really help as well. So it was kind of like, and also for bands, it was a way, you know, people could like tip, and we did like a raffle where like you could win merch and stuff like that. So it was beneficial for us. And then people. What venue got a was that? Well. Um, it was a black heart. Yeah, yeah, I um I donated to that. You oh, know? did you? Good. Yeah, I donated Good, yeah. to that um um through um the band uh, Employed to Serve. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. And yeah. I ended up winning a test pressing of their first album. <laughs> no <laughs> That's way. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. At least yeah, I do- I donated. I just donated money. So. Right, and I also and I also do- um bought the. There was this other. Uh, I forget who did it. They're pressing up these forty-five. Or the, yeah, these seven inches of a few bands and one of them's uh venom prison and i love mm-hmm. them Ooh, so um nice. i uh donated that also no that's really good because they're honestly like 
they're probably like the reason I think I'm so attached to that venue is because like they were one of the first venues that kind of gave us a chance as a young yeah. band that wasn't a pay to pay gig. I don't know if that's a thing in the States. Oh, like, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so like, you know, it's, it's, it's in London. It's just a rip off. Like if you're a young band, they will just come to you because they know that you're desperate to play. Whereas promoters at the black Hot, they don't do things like that there. And you know, that they gave us a shot. And when we were like pretty much nobody, I think it was on like collide. So, you know, they do, they do hold a very like oh good place in my heart and I'm very grateful and I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. The toilets, not so much, but that's kind of become a meme in itself. The toilets of the black heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah we have that thing here, rock venues, toilets, blah, blah, blah. It, it's gotten much better though, you know, but, <laughs> but back in the day there were some, woo, mm. man, oh, God, like, God. like, yeah, like it's not good. to the point where you're like, I might be immune to COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody posted like ages ago, like on Twitter, they were like, oh, if you've ever been in the toilets in the black car, you don't need to worry about COVID. And I was like, do you know what? I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, We've had some crazy like, yeah, bathrooms here in like in Detroit, like, but you know, so I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> the worst, they were just on toilets in venues. The worst one, one of them was that one in Hamburg in Germany. Do you remember the one? Oh, oh, I honestly, I held my wean all night. I didn't drink a single thing because I was like, I'm not weeing in that toilet. And I went into the men's toilet because I was like, maybe the men's toilet. Oh, better. No, it was it was worse. I think it was worse. I don't know. So I was like, you know what? I, either I'm gonna have to go and wee behind the van and do the fairy toilet, and like I don't know, the fairy toilet is basically when you go to the toilet, like you know, in the woods. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and. That's the um, I've never heard of that term, but I, I understood yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like a nice way of saying it. And um, so I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go fairy to And I was like really getting stressed out. But I managed to hold my Wii. And I remember we were staying in their provided accommodation for us. And oh, I was lovely. like, yeah, but that was the funniest thing was that the venue was like shockingly dirty and disgusting. And they and in, in Europe, they don't really enforce smoking inside laws. So they were just people like smoking in your face, there's ash everywhere. It was just, and I was like, I'm going to sleep in the van. I'm not doing it. And then we got there and it was the nicest apartment I've, like, on a, in terms of band accommodation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so nice. I went to the toilet. Toilet was clean. Shower was clean. I was like, what? It was so weird. But it was it was a great surprise. Ooh, bad <laughs> toilets and smoking in a venue. Ooh, you give mm, bad memories of my past, you know. Shoot. Mm. <laughs> I'm, like, a, so I'm glad they finally well. outlawed that like in like i think 2007 maybe you know the ours smoking was thing ours was early i think smoking is like was 2003 or something because i remember quite, I, like, yeah yeah it was quite early ones. yeah but technically it's illegal in europe as well but they don't enforce it no, they don't care. come home yeah. smelling like ass you're, you're yeah even your underwear smells like cigarette butts yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah. another one Another one. <laughs> cool. Before we get out of here, you know, it's been great talking with y'all. Like what, um, you know, you have any final thoughts, final words for, you know, listeners in regards to, you know, the new album and, you know, anything, you know, what you're trying to do as a band? I think just enjoy, enjoy it. But like we are, we're not stopping. I think it's like, I'm feeling really positive in this album and, you know, the reception we've got from it has inspired me hugely to keep going because you know when you've been working on an album for, for the time that we were I think it was like two years we kind of went on and off working on this album and 
you, you do get really dragged down by it. And then to, when it's finally out there and people are loving it, it's like, it's giving me so much enjoyment again that, you know, you kind of lose through time. And it's kind of like, it's just kind of inspired me to keep going and keep writing new stuff. And I'm much more motivated, I think. So but from a personal standpoint, that's what it's doing for me. But I, I hope people are enjoying it as much as they say they are. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Where, you know, where can people go online to get more information about the new album and about, uh, you know, the band itself? Don't really know. No one's created a Wikipedia for us yet. So um, there isn't. That's when you've made it, though. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that is true. When um, there's a Wikipedia, we've made it. Yeah, but um, I don't really know. We like, I suppose, on our Facebook, um, we don't really have like a bio anywhere. I think if you Google, there's probably some like, other articles and stuff that we've talked about it in. Um, but it, generally, our socials is kind of the place where we post like up to date stuff. So, um, which is as everything unfolds on Facebook, and then AEU official on Instagram and Twitter, and I think on TikTok as well. So yeah, I've never because it's definitely not on TikTok. It's too good. Good. <laughs> All right, it's great talking with y'all, man. Go cop that uh, new album from uh, As Everything Unfolds. Within each lies the other. Man, I had a blast talk. You two are so lovely, man. I want to be friends with y'all. Like, I want to come hang out with y'all. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Y- y'all are Thanks. so Please. nice, man. Like, so oh. lovely and so nice. Oh, Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad because, like, I always get worried that we're really miserable because, you know. <laughs> no, you're nuts. So. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, we are. We're pretty like, we're just always out to have a good time. I think that's, that is Good this vibes bad. all the time, mm. you know? And when we when we can finally get to America, we're having bevs. Hell yeah, man. Mm. Well, I don't drink anymore, so, but whatever. Well, you're having a lemonade. As long as there's a drink in your hand, man, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, yo, I hope you guys can uh, make it to the US sometime in the foreseeable future. Back when yeah. we get back to Sooner the- Sooner rather than later. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast, hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com, and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh of the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.